One, two, three, the cave's the place to be, talking about E3. I'm Eric, here with my boy TRG, and we are the crush groovin', the body moving, the record breaking, and the booty shaking. And E3 is going to go a little bit like this. And no, I'm not going to rap, but I figured I'd change it up this week. Welcome to BitFaced. It's great to have you all here. And of course, we're going to be talking about E3. When did you write that? <laughs> Five minutes before we got on the mic. Wow. I didn't write it either. It's a tribute to uh, Here We Go by Run DMC. But I figured since this is our favorite time of year, here we go, here we go, here we go. We're going to be talking about a lot of games today. No guest in the BitCave this week because we don't need a guest because Tyler and I, this is the first E3. We've sat down and watched every conference together minus Square and um, EA, correct? Yeah, and we kind of, we walked through Square. We like frame by framed to the two new games I think we saw and and then we just kind of went from there. So that's how we're going to go today. We're going to start with EA since they started E3 on Saturday. We're going to end with Nintendo. They kind of brought it home today. No, we will not get to everything, and I'm sorry. We're going to touch on highlights. Tyler and I are going to kind of talk about the things that excited us. Plan on more coverage coming very soon, but more focused on specific titles. We really just kind of want to get out our opinions of the conference. We wanted to get you guys as soon as the conference ended. We literally just turned off the Nintendo feed, and we're on the microphones right now. So let's start Saturday afternoon, EA. And, and what can I say about EA except, damn, it was really terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this was the one that I didn't even get a chance to watch because you, your exact, like, words to me were, you should throw it on and see how long you'll make it. And I was like, well, probably not worth it. Not to shit on EA, but they did announce Unravel 2, which was playable the same day. I don't know about you, but I love it when studios do that. We got to see uh, the really nervous guy come out, not so nervous this year, so that was really cool. And then they announced another good indie title, Sea of Solitude, which looks very intriguing to me. Other than that, however, we got a 15-minute apology for why they fucked up Star Wars Battlefront so bad. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. We know we screwed it up. And it was just really pandering. And then we got to see what they were doing to make up for screwing it up. And they're not really giving us anything that I care about. I don't give a shit about the Clone Wars characters. I know a lot of people have been clamoring to play with Obi-Wan and General Grievous. I don't give a shit. I'm kind of done with the game at this point. The Han Solo content launched Tuesday. I will give it a try this weekend. I'll give it a fair shot. There's a new Millennium Falcon. I kind of want to see how it controls. But... Here's my problem. A lot of years, EA has come out and talked about their sporting titles. I get that a lot of people only play these games. However, this year, they talked about FIFA, they talked about Madden, they talked about NBA, but they did not talk about anything new. Normally, they're like, we've got a new Juke physics engine, or the coaching mode is better, or we've got, uh, they did the mode with the soccer player, like, where you get to be the star this year. Yeah. They have something, they have a hook. Yeah. There's no hook this year. It was, guess what, Madden 19 with football in it. You know, it's like. <laughs> uh, that's, that's actually really awful because you're right. That is, it's been kind of a staple of watching EA is seeing those. 
the franchise modes and seeing what they're doing with that and the fact that they threw nothing except for hey guys we know you're gonna buy it is it's really disappointing I, I wasn't really a big fan of EA's conference. In fact, we can probably move past it because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good shit to talk about yeah. at at E3, and I don't want to get past that. I mean, overall though, was this the best E3? No, but is it ever the best E3? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. And for sure, out of all the ones that I've watched, I I can't even think of which one might be my favorite E3. Uh, the year that Microsoft showed off the HoloLens, was that four years ago? That was pretty cool. That was cool. And Sony, really, the last, uh, the orchestra year, which was two years ago, that was awesome. Yeah. And we're going to get to Sony, though, in a little bit. Let's go straight from EA to Bethesda, correct? I think uh, Microsoft. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Microsoft was next. I apologize. Who, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't like to pick a winner of E3, but Microsoft won. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I get called out a lot uh, for being an Xbox fanboy. Let me just set the record straight right here. Did I play more 360 than PS3? Absolutely. Because the 360 was a better system and the 360 had better online. It has shifted back to Sony in the past year and a half, two years. Tyler, you live with me. You can attest to that. You have seen me play a lot less Microsoft and a lot more Sony and Nintendo, to be fair. I'm not a fanboy of anything except video games. I go where the the damn games are. So before you say, oh, of course Eric's going to pick Microsoft as the winner of the show, I'm going to tell you why. Because Microsoft came out, Phil Spencer gave a little speech and said, 50 games, 15 exclusives, 10 world premieres, or whatever he said. And then they went into the show. There was no... Andrew WK didn't come out and play a fucking song. There was no musical interludes. There was no artsy-fartsy bullshit for the purpose of that. Microsoft showed us titles. And I know a lot of people are arguing that, well, Sony spent time on four titles, and those four titles are going to be better than Microsoft's 50. Maybe. But all four of Sony's titles, we already fucking knew about. At least with Microsoft, we got to see some new announcements. We got to see some new stuff. How many times during the Microsoft conference did you hear the words, World premiere. Uh, you know, like you said, tons. And it was very impressive. It was how I felt about Sony in the past. And the fact that they looked at that and they said, this is what the feedback is. This is what the gamers want. Let's give them just slam these games to face. And they did. And I think that Microsoft hyped us up for Sony because we thought for sure that Sony's conference was going to blow Microsoft out of the water because let's be fair, the past three years, they really have. And a Microsoft fanboy wouldn't say that. So (laughs) fuck you. Sorry, I'm getting too combative already in this E3 episode. You can tell I'm excited though. We've spent the last two days on the couch watching nothing but game trailers. We'd never get to do this. I mean, this is like our Christmas. We get to see our presents before we get to open them in February of 2019. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, you guys might know me as either like a huge PC or... I'd consider you more of a Sony... Or a Sony fanboy. Sony fanboy. Because I've never known you until now to have a to own a Microsoft console. You have one now. Yeah. You play on it occasionally. True. <laughs> uh, to someone else's point, you know, uh, when I was telling them that they, that I thought Microsoft crushed it and, you know, definitely would be what I would define as the winner of e3 they're like you know 
with what games games coming out on other consoles and i was like what do you mean there's 18 exclusives and they're like 17 are coming out on pc you know that's not fair though and let me tell you why because microsoft is pc i hate to i hate to break it to anybody that was my exact retort i was like yeah i mean microsoft you're i'm gonna be playing them on microsoft windows like (laughs) and honestly microsoft bridging the gap between console and pc and as we can see with fortnite they're kind of letting nintendo in on this too sony's the only one that doesn't want to be invited to the party man and i hate to tell you the party is getting big and the party is going to start raging yeah and that's something that i think i fuck you it's (laughs) yeah of course uh, yes of course it's coming out on pc it's microsoft dipshit so, what the, so to your point, I have who, owned. Who is that? Can we call them out on on air? Can I can I give them a call on the phone and tell them how fucking stupid they are? I, I have owned a, a Microsoft, you know, in the past, a yeah. PC, so um, and 360s. But you know, beyond that, I didn't get an Xbox One until recently. And God damn, am I glad I did. I'm not gonna say that the Xbox One has better exclusives than Sony, but what Microsoft showed me at E3 this year is a dedication to indie studios that we did not see in almost any other conference. Sony barely touched on it. And I want to say maybe was that um, Ubisoft. We saw a little bit during that conference yesterday. And Nintendo ran a couple. Nintendo did too. Um, Yeah, Nintendo had a really... Nintendo would be second, I think, as far as shows go. Let's stick with Microsoft for a second, though. They showed me a dedication to bringing us games. And you know what? And I'm going to quote you. You even said... I'm going to pick this up on Microsoft because of how they presented it to me. I don't care if it's coming out on Sony. There are a lot of titles that I get on one or the other based on my friends list. Now, I know everyone can't have all three consoles. I get that. I'm, I'm a single dude. I'm almost 42. My money goes to my hobby. So I, I get if you can't have all three. But God, Microsoft made a compelling case for them kind of coming back into gaming, if you will. And no, and, and Jessica made a good point last night. If you don't like Forza, you could give a shit about Forza Horizon 4. I can't wait to play it. Oh, man. When they were talking about the seasons and showing that it's going to be interactive and something you want to continue going back to pick up, I I was stoked. It is. I played Forza Horizon 3 almost the entire way through. I need to play it more because I picked up the DLC. And it's such a large game and the fact that microsoft straight up bought their studio playground games just showed their dedication to having the uh the best games and i know playground is known for forza but we got a little tease in the show that they're working on or have been working on an open world action game i can't wait to see they they know what makes a game fun? They know what what takes a boring ass and not to rag on Turismo, but to Gran Turismo style driving game, and injects a little bit of life into it. And it's good because if you want the pure racing experience, go play Forza Seven. If you want a more arcadey experience, like I like, go play Forza Horizon. And good God, I didn't think anything could look better than Horizon Three did. Horizon Four. I mean, the car models, the reflections, the way the tires look. I can't wait to play it. Microsoft's other big, I guess, reveal um, that's their own was Gears of War 5. We're getting Gears of War 5, which has the <laughs> the most scientifically adept boat in the history of time. Like, how does that even work? Like, you ski behind the boat. <laughs> what happens if that person gets shot? You can't steer anymore, but you've still got the gun. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't it it looked fun. So It's Gears of War. They always yeah. have shit like that. But then I guess there's a gear Funko Pop game, which I could give a shit about. Yeah. And then a Gears Tactics game, which is going to be very similar to Halo Wars. Yeah. And well, it looked more along the lines of like XCOM. XCOM. Uh, and a more uh, like tile based uh, tactics game, which, if I remember right, uh, Halo Tactics was similar to that, but it it felt a little bit different to me. And I really like Halo Tactics or Halo, Halo, Halo Wars. Wars. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted by something that only we can hear right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why it's doing that. It's probably because I haven't done an update or something, but whatever. It's all good. Um, the other big announcement that we got at Microsoft... Now, granted, this isn't an exclusive, I don't think. But uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, which I'm glad I didn't go on air and predict that I thought it was the new Tenchu. Because Shadows Die Twice is a line that appears in the Tenchu games from software made Tenchu. I put two and two together and figured we're getting a Tenchu announcement. We got a game we've never seen before that looks like a cross between Dark Souls and Nio and Lost Planet. If yeah. only for the, the platforming aspect of it was was kind of interesting. But the game looks killer. It looks incredible. It looks like they learned from their fans, the guys who created Nio. And they said, wow, people really like this setting. What can we do here? And I, and I like that. And considering uh, there was a lot of prediction that we would get a different from software announcement sometime over the weekend or the week that we did not get, and that was Bloodborne 2, everyone predicted we'd get a Bloodborne 2 announcement. In fact, I thought for sure it was coming at Sony's conference yesterday when Microsoft didn't have it. Well, even more so to Sony because that's their baby. From Software did not announce Bloodborne 2, but From Software, obviously, and here's my theory, Microsoft went to all these studios and said, how much to world premiere your trailer? And I think it was a smart move. Because even if they are on both consoles, you start associating the title with where you, with see, where it you see it first. Yeah. Also, props to Microsoft, I did not hear a fucking word about Destiny or Call of Duty. And that, and both of those were featured in Sony's show. And yeah. as soon as they were, you and I instantly checked out. Yeah, and they were featured at the worst times, which we'll get to in a little bit as well. Beyond that, Microsoft's acquisition of you know gaming studios that they love, I think they're going to con- Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. I think they're going to continue to do it. If what they've said holds true, we're going to start getting all those games on Game Pass. This is really going to be the place to play. <laughs> as they so often say. Uh, and and I can't help but look forward to it. And uh, they opened with Halo, if anybody's a Halo fan out there. And it's it's starting the tradition. The Halo game does not have a number on it. And you're going to hear that a lot today. Yeah. Not a lot of games that are sequels coming out or they're putting numbers on them. We have Halo Infinite. We have like Doom Infinity. I mean, I, I fucked that one up. But that there's a lot of games that that don't have a number in them anymore. And so I don't know if Halo Infinite is Halo 5 proper, or is it going to be a different take on Halo? Is it like going to be an MMO Halo or a Destiny version of Halo? You and I kind of speculated yesterday. I'm not sure. Master Chief's definitely in it. He's shown in the trailer. You get to see a warthog driving up a mountain. But honestly, that was it. Yeah, there was there is no hint at what style of game it's going to be. We know that there's obviously a Halo that has to be destroyed, and some Marines and... I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about it because 343 hasn't disappointed me uh, as far as picking up Halo. I thought Microsoft did a did a great job. 
skip in my mind, there's another game that was announced during there. There's, in fact, go watch the Microsoft conference. I mean, there's 50 games that they went over. Yeah, my hands down favorite part of E3 was the end of Microsoft where they announced the game. And the way that they did it, they have, I forget his name. Uh, he's up there, he's talking about, and he's saying, you know, that's it, have a nice Oh, E3. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. And uh, and he's he's getting ready to close. He's like, all right, thanks, everyone, and have a... And then just bam. And it looks like all the lights are going off, flickering, flashing red, uh, pops a screen, goes through some uh, Linux commands. And you see the CD Project yeah. Red logo the guys that made the witcher yeah so you know you're in for a good game exactly and so they announced what cg project project red is working on which is cyberpunk 2077 which looks amazing it does look and i think we did get to see a little bit of gameplay too there or was it all in engine i think it was all engine it's all running together for me (laughs) agree there was this that is what i'll say about the c3 is there was so much new stuff from a lot of the studios that it was incredible but we are starting to see a lot of the same kind of styles of gameplay third person open world this or that it looks like what watchdogs tried to be but should have been yeah and we we saw a lot of sequels this year that look like they're vast improvements over the original with the exception of the division which looks like the exact same game i'm not going to play the division I'm very disappointed that Sam Fisher was teased in the Ghost Recon Wildlands expansion and no Splinter Cell announcements. I think that The Division, whereas I think mechanically it's a good game, it goes away from what I think when I think of Tom Clancy. I don't want to fight a bullet sponge in a Tom Clancy game. It should be about stealth and uh, espionage and shit yeah. like that. And The Division's not that. The Division is is Destiny. Even even Rainbow Six keeps with being more realistic. Uh, Siege, which they're continuing to improve and work on. 35 million players. That's a lot. That was, a, that was impressive, um, and that was during the uh, the Ubisoft conference, obviously. The other thing, uh, Microsoft, uh, the new Ori sequel is coming out in February. Oh, yeah. In fact, every game we talk about today is probably coming out in February or the end of January. Am I, I, some of these games are going to have to be moved. I think February 23rd. There's like nine titles, nine major titles launching. Yeah. Someone's going to have to move. We all have limited budgets and we all have limited amounts of time. Yeah. Otherwise, a lot of games are going to get just left on shelves. And I'd say 60% of the gamer fan base, and I'm probably underestimating, is going to be playing Kingdom Hearts that comes out at the end of January. Right. And that, I... I oh, <laughs> Come on, this is your Gosh, this is your geez. time to shine, dude. Leading up to E3, I would have thought my favorite moment would have been Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'll admit it is definitely my second, but the the way that Microsoft finessed in the Cyberpunk reveal was just it was too good. And then that is something I'll say, you know, as soon as we get to Sony's conference, that was my favorite part hands down was was the Cyberpunk reveal? No, it was Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it was 3. Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Yeah. But your favorite part was the Cyberpunk? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. That's definitely that's the way to um, that's the way to end a conference. Yeah. And Microsoft was all about the games, which in the past they have not been all about the games, which has been very disappointing. They're also the only ones that mentioned that there is a new console on the horizon, but they didn't dwell on it. Um, Sony didn't say anything at all, except that trust us, we're Sony, we've got your back, and things like that. And Sony didn't have a lot of VR. 
and the From Software exclusive VR game, which you figure that could sell some VR equipment, was pushed to post-conference that if you hadn't tuned in, you would have missed it. Had you and I not been eating last night, we wouldn't have seen that trailer. That trailer wasn't presented. You're right. There's a few things that we definitely almost missed because we thought the conference was over. Yeah. Any final thoughts on on Microsoft? I do kind of want to go in order here. I think we've uh, I think we've said enough about Microsoft. If you're a fan, if you're going to watch any of the conferences, go back and watch Microsoft. I think you're going to see a lot of what you want to see, and you're going to get to see some new things, which is going to be my complaint about a lot of this. And uh, there's a couple titles that I thought for sure Sony was going to get exclusive rights to announce. And besides one that was a surprise, Nio Two, the only surprise for me of conference. I mean, that was it. Oh, Great. before we finish Microsoft, Session. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I The happiest I was during E3 was when I saw a virtual skateboard roll across the screen or a graphic skateboard roll across the screen, and I was like, I thought it for sure it was Skate 4. It wasn't. Never heard of the studio doing this game, so that that worries me. I would much, I'd have much more confidence in a Skate 4. We haven't had a skateboarding game in so long. Yeah, to kind of like visu- let you visualize this, Eric leaped off the couch, hands in the air, and yelled, "Yes!" Because I thought it was Skate Four. Yeah, I thought for sure it was uh, it was Skate Four, and maybe I'm the only one around that plays skateboarding games. But I, I really like them, and I think they're a lot of fun. And I can't wait to play Session. And that was announced during Microsoft as well. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for it. It'd be I'm assuming co-op because it showed two borders, so it'd be fun to play play around in. Yeah, it'll definitely be co-op. So then Bethesda was next, correct? Correct. And Fallout actually getting this year, uh, Fallout 4, or... 76. Sorry, we already played Fallout 4. (laughs) Fallout 76. It is going to be multiplayer, but they really put some concerns to rest about how the multiplayer is going to work. It's essentially optional, is what it sounded like, right? Yeah, they said you could play it all alone if you wanted. And beyond that, they said you could team up with people if you wanted. It kind of sounds like you might be able to just play offline. uh, So that way you don't get interrupted. Because one of the cool things they did show is if you're in one of their small, you know, server sessions, there's PvP. Someone could run by and drop a mini nuke on you. And what are you going to do about that? And so I guess if you don't if you don't like that aspect of the game, it's, you certainly don't have to participate. The map is four times the size of Fallout 4. Which is huge. I mean, Fallout 4 was, was a very large map. I haven't even seen all of it, I don't think. I'm glad that we're getting it this year. Yeah. Because a lot of the titles, again, we're, we're next year. Either no date, which is smart, or February 2019. <laughs> I would have to say for sure it's like 80% of games fell in 2019 uh, and, you know, 75% of all of those fell in February. (laughs) Yeah, no exaggeration. So some of those games are getting moved. We also got to see Rage 2, which looks like a vast improvement on the first game. I'm actually really excited to play it. That's coming out this year as well. Yeah. Also, the best joke of the conference was, you know, we released this through Walmart Canada. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a good joke. I really I appreciated so. it. Um, lots of cussing. Yeah, more language than I've ever heard at any three. And uh, I think I think the one conference that you haven't watched yet, but maybe we'll watch after this, uh, is the small uh, publisher Devolver Digital. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. 
and it was very uh it was very vulgar for sure but they they take their time to basically just troll conferences in general and there's it's like an entire joke it's worth 20 minutes of your time okay <laughs> Bethesda also announced the new Elder Scrolls title, but literally only showed the side of a mountain and it, the title Elder Scrolls. So that is way 2021, maybe 2020. It's far away. It's got to be further than that because they said that they're going to finish working on Starfield first. Uh, and Which I, I cannot wait to play. Absolutely. Knowing Bethesda and then sticking their content in space is glorious. It is it is what would top Fallout for me if they do it well. Because as you know, I don't like Elder Scrolls. I don't get into the medieval unless it's in Dark Souls. I do like Fallout. You take that Fallout engine or that Elder Scrolls engine or that, that style of gameplay and you take it to the stars, sold. Yeah. Sold. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to play that. So they, they had a really good conference, though. Kind of what we expected from them. We didn't expect to see even an Elder Scrolls announcement, and we got that, which was cool. Their joke about uh, Skyrim going everywhere. <laughs> and it's true. You can actually say those commands to your Alexa and you can play, you can get that interaction. I'm curious to try it because I think they have Alexa built into like one of their apps. And so I, I might be able to try it on my phone. And if I can, <laughs> I, I want to because it, it's like a text-based but in-person chat RPG. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. Yeah. Then Monday, we got Ubisoft, Square, and Sony. Yep. I did not watch Square. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I did see the high. You showed me the highlights, but I didn't watch the full conference. And it wasn't a conference, to be fair. It was just trailers, like Nintendo's was, correct? Yeah. It was a bunch of people who pre recorded a, a couple things that they had to say, uh, and then trailers, which honestly isn't so bad. I really like them going trailer to trailer that's one of the things we've said is is very nice but having someone come out on stage and talk a little bit about where the company's going is good too a couple minutes or so worth as far as square went uh it was a lot of everything that we had seen the rest of the conference they announced two new games though uh they didn't show much content on it it was babylon oh yeah babylon something uh, and then another one that I don't remember. Uh, but they, they both looked pretty interesting. Uh, and other than that, I mean... Babylon's Fall. Babylon's Fall, okay. Did you write down the other one? Not I don't sure. think so. Unless, it, was it The Quiet Man? <laughs> yeah, The Quiet Man. Okay, I did. Okay. And that, I, I don't even know what to think about that. I thought they both looked interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Square. They're, they make good games. They do. Especially if you're a fan of uh, like RPGs and things like that, so that's true. I, I might go back and watch the Square Conference. I just didn't. There didn't seem to be much there for me, but they make good stuff. Yeah, the Quiet Man looks uh, looks very looks very different. Looks very interesting, but it looks like another one of those games that we might hear about now, and we probably won't get to play it for three more years. Right, and I feel like that's how a lot of the the most hyped games were. So that's all I really have to say about that. And then we got Ubisoft after Square. And I think the biggest thing I took away from Ubisoft was the skull and bones. Yeah, which it looks like they took everything good from Sea of Thieves. Thieves. (laughs) And then they added some other kind of cool stuff, like different types of ships that had different abilities, uh, a lot of different versatility and weaponry that you could put onto your ship. 
I have some concerns. Uh, when they did the boarding, it looked like it was like an auto-generated sequence that you don't actually get to board the boat with your character. And that was a lot of fun in Sea of Thieves. But they did look like they were really like, okay, they made a pirate game. Let's make the pirate game that everybody wants. Let's have progression. Let's have things like that. So we'll see. I mean, Sea of Thieves has content coming out, but I honestly think, pun majorly intended, that that ship has sailed for that game. If you have Game Pass, it's always going to be free. So if they put on some stuff that's pretty compelling, I can see going back to it. But Sea of Thieves was only fun with my friends. And then I don't care about the aesthetics. And that's the other thing. I don't give a shit about the costumes. If I want to progress in game, I want it to affect my character or I want it to affect the story. That's all Sea of Thieves was. So Skull and Bones looked really cool. Um, What else did they show? Uh, Just Dance 4, Trials. Uh, The new Trials looks cool. They, of course, kept up with naming their sequels something ridiculous like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Which is coming out this year. Yeah. Which is impressive because I thought they had said that they weren't releasing one this year. No, because they just came out with one last year. And I know they said they were trying to get away from the every year formula, which I think they need to do. This one looks like it's been in development a little bit longer, though. This looks really polished. Maybe I'm wrong. It does. And as we said, uh, when we were watching it, the combat looks much more fluid instead of spam counter <laughs> yeah it, it it and again it's dark souls completely influencing every part of gaming and they they certainly have anytime i see combat now i'm like yep i can it's just like batman did for superhero combat i mean tell me you didn't see arkham asylum in that spider-man combat i did, just take sure. it to the next level oh yeah and in such a good way yeah that might have been my favorite uh my favorite game of E3. Now, granted, it wasn't a surprise, but when I actually got to see that it wasn't going to be just quick time events and then a little bit of combat, when I saw the full, you get to see the full city, you get to see where you get to swing around. When he was swinging backwards and, and uh, uh, running on the walls and stuff like that, it was really cool. I'm, I'm excited for Spider-Man. I guess, does that bring us to Sony? I think so. Okay, so let me set the stage for you if you didn't watch this conference. What which which stage are you setting? The first one, not the <laughs> one that they moved him to later, but which let me let me get this out there before you guys think I'm I'm totally bagging on Sony. I am not bagging on the games that I saw during the Sony press conference. Let me make, be very clear about that. We're talking about the way that they I'm talking did. about the way that they presented the press conference and the way that it was done. So, you open in a church the president of Sony comes out and basically says, and I think this is mistake number one. Yeah, we're not going to show you anything new this year. We know you guys love us. We're going to show you four titles, more about four titles that you already know about. Yeah. And then they showed an extensive Last of Us 2 trailer. And I'm going to call it a trailer. And this is why. Because that gameplay was orchestrated. That was not somebody sitting there playing a live game. All of that was orchestrated. Is the game going to look like that? Yes. Is the game going to play like that? Yes. Will you be able to play that fluidly? No. And will you also waste two arrows and eight bullets killing three people? No. That was Tyler and I yesterday yelling at the screen like, what are you doing? (laughs) But anyway, it looks great. Naughty Dog doesn't make crappy games. That's the way to open a conference is with that trailer. No problems there. And I know a lot of people online were giving the banjo guy shit. That is the music director of the game. So, I don't know. How often does he get to play live? Pretty cool. But that audience, 
was not having any of it. No applause at the end of The Last of Us trailer, probably because they knew they were about to get up and fucking move to another area of E3. You have your audience there. Don't give them the chance to leave. I mean, isn't that like show business 101? Yeah, seriously. Captivate like, them. And a lot of people looked kind of stunned, and maybe that's why there was no applause, because it was a phenomenal trailer. But then they looked even more stunned when they were told, all right, guys, get up and follow me, which it was like a 15-minute or 15 longer. 15-minute intermission, which, okay, you make the first mistake. If you want to do that, and it's artsy-fartsy shit is what it is. It's, that's exactly what they did. But, okay, if you want to do that, do not fill the next 15 minutes with two of the worst interviewers I've ever seen in my life. Fill it with trailers. Well, and to be fair, the trailers that they did show were Call of Duty and Destiny. Right in that intermission following just the opening. They cut from a beautiful press conference in a makeshift church to what Tyler, I made Tyler look, are we really watching the Sony press conference? This can't be the Sony press conference. Why are these two jack offs on the screen talking? Nope. Sony has never done anything like this. And I thought it was fucking terrible. It, it honestly made, I was ready to turn it off for a while. So, but once they got settled and they got to the conference, they started to kick it back up a notch. And for a while we thought they were just catching their stride and uh and then it ended yeah right when we thought they were catching their stride and i know nobody listens to this show and so i shouldn't be calling out anybody but if you're going to interview somebody don't ask all three guests in a row the same three fucking questions and you told them that you are asking the The same same questions questions. (laughs) nobody wants to see that your interview style is terrible you are a stereotype i i can't stand it it was the worst it was almost as bad as during EA when they had the two esports announcers announcing a fucking real-time strategy game. Nobody gives a fuck. Let me clue you in. We're watching for the games. No one wants to hear you commentate. No one wants to see Command & Conquer for 15 minutes, even if you're the biggest Command & Conquer fan in the world. You don't want to see that. The sad part is I got to watch like a, a very condensed e, uh, EA conference, like a two-minute and as soon as it came up and they showed the Command & Conquer like mobile strategy game, you're like, I got to watch this for 15 minutes, and I felt really bad for you. So, I'll, yeah, I'll stop ragging on the announcers, <laughs> but they were terrible. They, they were the worst. They were. If you're going to do that, get two good people. Get Jeff Keighley. I don't like Jeff Keighley that much, but at least he's competent. Yeah. Get the host Adam of Adam Sessler. Get the host of BitFace. Get Morgan <laughs> Webb. Get Rachel from What Culture Gaming. I don't give a shit. There's somebody better than like, well, how do you feel about seeing your game up there on the screen at E3? That guy was a stereotype, dude. Snacks. <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> and uh, and all one of you got that reference. But then Sony did get into the games. Um, they did. One, Like you said, probably the biggest shock out of the whole conference to either of us because we had no idea it was getting announced and we thought it was Onimusha at first, was Nio 2. Nio 2. And then we got to see a little bit of Ghost of uh, Tsushima, which yep. looks really good. It does, yeah. And then we uh, Control, which is by Remedy, who made Alan Wake. Okay. And that looked really interesting. Like, we have, I still have no idea. Ben what's Pope going on. from Living the Game is a big fan of that studio. So that's why okay. I kind of clued into that. 
that makes sense. You had the girl flying around using psychic powers. <laughs> it looks it looks neat. I'm I'm interested to see more on it, but I don't know when we're gonna get to. And and who knows? I guess we're getting the the biggest uh, gameplay footage they showed was Spider Man. I think they showed the most of it, and we're getting that this year. I'm so excited that Death Stranding is about dragging loot boxes through a fucking desert. Unpopular opinion right here. I don't think Hideo Kojima is that. Uh, sorry, I mispronounced that, didn't I? Hideo Kojima. Yeah. I don't think he's that great. I think the stories are convoluted. I think he's the David Lynch of gaming. It is weird for the sake of being weird. And what they showed of Death Stranding, consider me completely unimpressed at this point. I'm so interested, though. I just want to know what the fuck is going on. I, I don't know, and I don't care. To be fair... It looks like you're a you're postman. Like, every yeah. scene was him with, like, more and more boxes going across more precarious situations. And that is what he said. He said, I'm a delivery man. So, what, I mean, what's he delivering to who? And what are these beings? I, I understand how you're not too interested in it, but I... I just have this like weird desire to want to know what the fuck is going on i have a feeling it's going to be a lot like metal gear solid 4 and it's going to be 80 percent movie 20 percent game and uh, that's just not why i i game there's plenty of great movies i can watch that the plot does make sense yeah i hope that's not the case because uh metal gear solid 4 i sat around with uh derek belcher uh the asian and we uh, we played Super Smash Bros. picture in picture, so that way we could actually enjoy games <laughs> while we were playing that game. If you're playing another game while you're playing a game that won Game of the Year, I have a problem with that Game of the Year. I have a big problem with it. Me too. <laughs> so I wasn't really excited about Death uh, Death Stranding at all. In fact, Sony in general, they'd show a trailer, and then they'd show like an animated dude that couldn't play an instrument, and then they'd show another trailer... Didn't talk much about VR, if at all. Didn't talk about the next console, if at all. No. Besides Nio 2, no surprises. And I'm, you know, I'm wondering, because doesn't Sony sometimes do their own conference as well? They do. What is it? Sony Play or... Yeah. Yeah. They do. And Nintendo does as well. So does Nintendo. Yeah. But that didn't stop them from bringing the heat today. That's And that's a very valid point. Nintendo seriously did the same nintendo they, skipped e3 before i want to say or they've done very minimal things at e3 before this year we did not get a conference on stage however we did get in my opinion what was the second best conference of the show especially after the train wreck that was sony i mean it was really nintendo's to win today i don't think they beat microsoft but for a lot of people they either did or they came close smash brothers yeah 60 playable characters, 60 plus playable characters, correct? Yeah, I think they have 65 announced right now. And they made it seem like they're still working on at least a few, probably not a lot according to what uh, Sakurai said. but Which is fine. I've never looked up the record, but this has got to be close to the most people ever in a fighting game. I think it is probably the most. I bet there's game. some Japanese game that has like 120 fighters. Yeah, that's probably true. But... With this level of variety, I don't know, man. And all of these characters, I guess, have been in previous versions of the game. So as a fan, this has got to be huge. I'll be the first to admit I'm not the biggest Smash Brothers fan. I've played the games and I like the games. You won't see me playing them often. 
I'm going to pick this up only because I un- I like unlocking things. And I guess what do you start with 10 characters and the other 50 are unlockable? Yeah. That's I can see myself doing that. That's a way to do it too. I mean, it's a lot of it gives you that sense of progression, it gives you that fun and enjoyment of earning something in the game. And then when you're done, you just get to go smash your friends. So, that was the bulk of Nintendo's today. We didn't get to see anything about Star Fox. Nope. No Nintendo voice chat. Nope. Fortnite launches today. Which is pretty neat. And uh, confirmed it works with your Fortnite on Xbox and PC. Sad, sad Sony. Sony doesn't want to play, man. And everyone else does. The fact that we're seeing Microsoft and Nintendo get along is is really promising. I think if that continues to go anywhere and Sony still stays secluded, it's going to work very horribly for them because there's going to be a point where all of your friends are going to be playing a majority of these games that come out on all consoles together because they can. And, you know, the Sony fanboys are going to be stuck like, but I have 10 exclusives. And I'm going to be like, okay. No, and it's, I mean, I, I want to play everything on everything. But I also, would, would I like a world where I can play against my Sony buddies on Xbox? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think your choice of console should limit the the experience you get to have with gaming. And I think Sony is kind of, they're shutting it off a little bit. And I think what they need to realize is they wouldn't lose out on that much. Like, there's a way to recoup that. There are still going to be a large amount of people who pick up Xbox. There are still going to be a lot of people who pick up PlayStation. And there's still going to be people who (laughs) pick up Nintendo. But even if they were all interconnected, there's a way to make money and not lose out on those sales. I completely agree. Uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Nintendo also had uh, Damon X Machina, which looks like a cel-shaded mech yeah title which i'd never heard of before and no. i thought it looked really cool i thought it looked, and that was their opening they jumped right into it so and it was a it was a good way to open and then hollow knight which i guess has been out on the pc for a little while a couple years maybe yeah but an ultimate edition of the game launched today on the switch so i will be playing that this evening it is 15 dollars, and when i saw the trailer it looks right up my alley you already started the download didn't you yeah it should be done by the time we finish <laughs> recording so I can uh, I can jump right into that and try it out. What else were you excited about? Uh, I know we missed a ton, so don't give us shit about that. I know we missed a ton. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm excited for like I, you know I'm a huge fan of Japanese culture, so I'm excited for all of the different styles of you know samurai games that we're getting, whether it be Sekiro or Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I want all of that for sure. Uh, Damon X Machina was probably one of the other craziest things that I had never even heard of, but it looks like cell shaded armor core, just as you said, uh, you know, Oh, my hands down favorite second favorite part of the conference was when they announced that they're going to do PS4 pro with kingdom hearts edition and the entire collection. I know it's not your style of game, but it is still my favorite video game series. And the fact that I can get my whole collection on the PS4 Pro HD collection and play all of it, that is probably the thing I'm most excited for. We didn't mention Tomb Raider. That also looks really good. That's coming out this year. Yeah. Hitman 2 was announced completely outside of conference. It's not going to be episodic like the last one was. It's going to be uh, one complete game, which I think is cool. I know a lot of people are stoked about the new Fire Emblem game that's coming out on the Switch, and I think that was this year, correct? 
Uh, Fire Emblem's 2019. Of course. But we are getting uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, Tomb of Gold or whatever it's called. But it looks really neat if you're into JRPGs that are turn-based. So, Okay. We will kind of mash all this information together and be back with more detail about individual titles. We just wanted to give you guys our initial impression of the conference Kind of some things that stuck out to us this year, but as always, please tune in to BitFaced because there's a lot more coverage coming, not only with with all this stuff with video games, but pop culture in general. You know that we're going to be doing all that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting us on our new platform here on Pippa. Sorry that the website has been down. I know a lot of you use the website to listen to BitFaced. I apologize. We are currently working on it. We'll do the best we can to get it up as soon as we can. Just having some growing pains and some things going on here. I also want to get a shout out to my man, Ryan Bo Jackson, who last night for three hours got to listen to me rant and rave about E3. And I'm glad you guys don't have to listen to that, but that's what kind of trims me down and reels me in and brings me focused into this. So uh, Ryan, AKA Puppet, love you, brother. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. Across from me, excited about E3, his name's Run TRG. <laughs> I'm Eric G. Hollis, and we are out. <laughs>